Cleaning cups, cleaning... Oh, oh, hey there, Traveler. Welcome back. Looks like this is one of the biggest crowds he's had so far. You better get back there and try to get a seat. Welcome, Traveler. It's been a while, hasn't it? I was getting used to our little one-week thing we were having. It was real nice, but you know, gnomes gotta do what a gnome's gotta do. I hope you enjoyed the last time I spun my tale of how the heroes were to meet. Now, our brave heroes are traveling to the town of Geldspa, where they shall help these farmers with a war of their own. Let me tell you the tale of the hunt, part one. Hey, my name's Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger, and he is first level. Hi, my name is Humberto. I'm playing uh, Borodon, the Dwarf Cleric, level one. Hi, uh, my name is Brent. I am playing Kalsar, the level one Paladin Tiefling. I'm Evan. I'm playing Ronnie, the half-elf bard, first level. So you guys last left off, you were just about to leave the cabin with Garlux. Garlux opens up the door and turns towards you guys. Well, it's about a five-day walk to Geldspar, so we might as well start hitting that old dusty trail. It shouldn't take too long, and along the way sometimes we'll find farms or barns where we can stay. It's generally pretty good. The farmers will let you stay as long as you don't make too much of a mess or trouble. Um, I don't know how your currency was where you're from, but here it's all gold, silver, and copper coins. Yeah, it's pretty similar, yes. I mean, as you can see, you know, like, my arms, we use it to use that, I guess, currency. Yeah, is that, like, fancy armor? What's with those arms? It's a little bit complicated. Back in Monrain, we mountain dwarfs, what we used it to do was to dip our hands into uh, an alloy. It sort of divided us by casts. So, for example, since I was royalty, sorry, I am royalty, but still, uh, we use it to make, like, we use it to get gold and argentum, mix uh, both together, and deep our arms into it. That didn't hurt, like, boiling metal? No, it did not actually Whoa. hurt, uh, like, argentum. There is a little bit of magic that we never could, like, decipher what it was supposed to be, but... Like, it worked. Like it, it was an amazing type of metal. It was like a magic metal. Well, damn. My family was a large distributor in my world, one of the biggest ones for military technology. We made mech suits, giant turrets, airships, you name it, we made it. And I was supposed to inherit that lovely company, but I got brought back here. And by the looks of your faces, I think none of you know what those things are. No, I don't, I, like, half of those words, I have no idea what they actually mean. My world was called Galen. It was on another system, I'm guessing? I don't know. We had space travel, but I never really got into it. I was usually just at home tinkering with things. Space travel, like, in the sky? Yeah, like, I guess you wouldn't really know, but we would sail in the stars. That seems interesting. So the vision of the ship sailing through space, as well as the dwarven woman with the elven woman and the robot, and uh, the people on horses as well, you all remember that, almost with crystal clear clarity as if it just happened. So keep that in mind. 
So over the next five days, what is it that the four of you do while you're walking down this dirt road? I'm mostly taking in everything. Like I said, like everything is new to me. So you know, every little new thing that I come across, I tend to get a little bit engrossed in it. Uh, I'm just distracting myself by summoning these instruments out of my hands and uh, just constantly playing, five days playing. You see when Ronnie's summoning all these things, just the natural elements are coming together and forming these instruments for him regardless of where he is. Yeah, maracas. <laughs> okay, so could you please, like, don't do that? Seriously? Because you may attract attention and we are sort of trying to run away from whatever those creatures were. MZ, what were you doing? I'm kind of doing the same thing as Ronnie. I'm opening my hand up and my blade's coming out and then it's going back in. And then I'm taking it out, like just understanding it. When you're summoning these assortment of weapons, you can actually see the blood flow through the weapon up to the tip of it, and then it flows all the way back down into your hand. Oh, okay. As for now, you can summon any weapon that you're proficient in and familiar with, but any kind of weapon that you might have just heard of or that you don't really know how to use, your body isn't summoning it. Oh, okay. So while you guys are going along, Kalsar is excited by butterflies, deer, and all things that you all took for granted, and you walk for five days. During this time, you guys do a little bit of small talk, a little bit of awkwardness of who sleeps and who watches, and eventually you slowly start to get used to each other just a little bit. During this time, Garlix tries to talk to you about a few of the customs in this world that he's managed to pick up, trying to get you a little more used to things and you eventually start making it to these farmer fields. They continue on for a little bit, leading you up a hill. And as you come over the hill, you see a small quaint village of roughly 30 houses. The farmer fields that you've been passing for the past hour must belong to these people. And from where you are, you can see what looks to be an inn, another building with a tall smokestack that seems to be a blacksmith. And you can just hear that hammering away that confirms this. A pale white human jogs towards you wearing strange armors with bones attached to it and carrying a staff while he's desperately waving at you. Should we approach him? Yeah. <laughs> I think yes. We should just... Yeah. Is he like an albino or something? Uh, from what I gather, everyone in his world looks like that. It was a side effect of experimenting with merging his world and the ethereal realm, and I think they succeeded. And Aiden finally gets up to you guys, and he's absolutely winded. Ugh. Oh, hail brothers. I, uh, I, I sensed you from way back there. Thank the gods that you're all here. Oh, it's been crazy here. Ugh. They, these people, they've been getting attacked from all angles. There's goblins attacking them. There's some strange, evil, invisible creature. And some people even said they saw a mind flare. What? Where? Um, I'm not too sure. I just got here and started setting up, uh... Who said that they saw that? Uh, some of the merchants there, over at the tavern. Um, right over there. And he points over to a tavern, and you see some horses stabled outside. I start going to the inn. I heard of this mind flare creature in my training. What does this mean to you? Well, it's strange if the creature is actually here, because they're subterranean, and they seldom come up to the surface. And that guy who just walked away, his people are actually in an eternal war with them. There was some bad stuff that went on. And there's also this invisible creature that's going on. And I think it's actually tied to us. I 
am under suspicion that it's one of our members who died one too many times. Yeah, I've heard it from Garlex. So MZ's not among us anymore? So he just left? Yeah, he started walking towards the inn at a pretty brisk pace. Okay, so I just try to get to him and ask him, where are you going? Are we supposed to be, like, together? We have to go to the inn and find where this mind flare is. Okay, inn, mind flare, great. But I really think we should stick together, regardless. MC, why are you so keen on meeting this mind flare? They have to be eliminated. So Garlix is staying back and he's just chatting with Id and trying to get as much intel as he can. And he turns towards you, Ronnie, and says, Ronnie, I'll sit here and talk to Aiden. It's fine. You should probably go catch up with the rest of them. Okay, I'm uh, running right now. Alright, so you catch up to them pretty quickly, and as soon as you guys make it into the tavern called the Merchant's Retreat, you see that this is picturesque for what you would think a small town tavern would look like. There's a few tables set up near a roaring fireplace and a bar on the left wall with a door leading to the kitchen. A set of stairs are at the far wall leading to the second floor where it looks like a majority of rooms are situated that people can stay at. This tavern is filled with many tired, sad-looking farmers who are looking down at their mugs and talking in quiet voices. Not secretive, but from what it seems just exhausted. They glance up at you guys as you walk in and then just look back down. As soon as I walk in there, I'm just like, which one of you knows of the Illithid? The barkeep turns towards you and says... Um, I think it was those gnomes over there. Those three gnomes and a dwarf. I go over to them. Where's the illithid? So you march right up to them, and you see they were just in the middle of conversation. They all turn towards you. The one dwarf who's sitting with them is in a set of full plate armor with a battle axe on his back, and he sits up a little bit. Oh, hey. Yeah, you're looking for the illithid? Yeah. Yeah, we saw him about two days ago. It was just near the forest that's uh, surrounding the town, and he looked like he was heavily wounded. Lead me to where you saw it. Um, sure, but could we do it tomorrow? We have to go now. Why now? Why are you so so jumpy when it comes to this mind flare thing? These creatures have enslaved my people for years. It's their turn to feel the pain now. We have to eliminate them. They probably have something to do with all of this. Maybe, or maybe not. What makes you so sure? Yeah. And also, like, I don't have any armor. You know, I mean, we can just, like, get here and go jump into another thing. We really need to prepare. Erdan has a point, too. We, we need time to prepare. Ronnie, much to your relief, you actually see they're pouring ale at the counter. I'm actually uh, gonna go and try and talk to the manager, see if he needs some entertainment around here. I studied mind flares. These are not creatures that we blindly run into. We have to be prepared for this. Otherwise, we'll, we all get killed. Again, right? Again. There's a, a dwarf sitting there in armor. Yeah, he seems pretty quiet. He's just looking up at you. What do you want for your armor? Give your armor to my friend here. Wait, no, that's way too heavy for me. This armor ain't for sale. It belonged to my family back in mid I'm gonna try and charm that guy. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> charm the pants right off him. All right, Ronnie. That's what I'm talking about. So he needs to make a contested will versus your save. Wait, wait. B before you guys try to strip this guy, you know, up. Too late. Is it like a heavy armor? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's like a super heavy armor and come a cleric, right? I can use up to medium armor. 
So, okay, you can have this guy. We can have this like, armor, which only I would be able to use due to the, the stature, but still I wouldn't be able to use it. Uh, can anyone on the team wear heavy armor, though? We could just swap out. Well, it's size for a dwarf. Oh, yeah, right. it's a, a dwarven it's armor. dwarven size, and I, I can wear heavy armor, but I can't wear dwarven armor. If you're looking for armor, why don't you go talk to the blacksmith? I ain't selling mine. It would it, it would look like a tank top. Yeah, you I'm, know? I'm over six <laughs> feet tall. A metallic tank top, okay? <laughs> yeah. Damn, you'd look good for once. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it, Ronnie. Well, the dwarf refuses to sell his armor, and the gnomes once more turn towards you. Listen, we want to help you find this mind flare. We hate mind flares, too. And we'll totally lead you to the spot, but it's starting to dip towards evening, and there is a creature that just runs around invisible killing people at night. What creature? Well, that's the thing. We didn't believe this at first either, because it's weird. And so we come into town, and it's nighttime, probably around 10 o'clock, and these farmers are all geared up, they got all their weapons ready to go fight the goblins, and they start heading out of town, and suddenly, one of their throats just gets torn open, and then this creature, whatever it is, just goes to town, and we can't even see it. And I am very knowledgeable in the arcane, and I do not think that is some common everyday spell. Did any of the farmers survive this attack? No, but some of the families of those people are still in town, and as well as you could ask the people who are keeping watch, I'm sure someone's seen something. It might be worth talking to them. We could gather more information. I bet you the mind flares behind this. So, is the Mind Flayer invisible as well? I mean, it's possible, but from what I know, Mind Flayer don't really like using the Arcane. They rely more on psionic nature. So, that's what I'm saying. So, if people were being slain, and uh, you guys couldn't find who was doing it, maybe it wasn't the Mind Flayer. I don't understand why you're trying to protect this Mind Flayer. It's clearly behind what's going on here. I'm trying to protect ourselves. A mind flare is spotted around this town and bad things start happening? No, 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 no. We don't go there. First of all, we were fighting some crazy ass stuff. You know, mutated whatever. You saw it. It wasn't, it's not like the mind flare is like the core evil of it. Like the mind flare was just almost dead, as this guy said. So it may be a problem. I agree. We can kill it, sure. I'm totally fine in decimating other races, fine, but we need to prepare first. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that let's be sure what we're looking for and let's be sure to be prepared before heading into the danger. Orden is right. We can't just aimlessly run into battle without knowing what's in store. Who are you people? Uh, we are sort of like dead guys. You know, just hanging out together. <laughs> yeah, that, that's who we are. We're a lot like the dead gang. Do any of you speak Gnomish? Nope. <laughs> uh, let me see. I speak under common. I speak Dwarvish. Maybe it's similar. So you see the gnome, he turns quickly towards the other gnomes, and they're all speaking very rapidly. And you don't know what they're saying, but you see that look on their face, clear as day, saying... This is why we don't go to small towns. <laughs> okay, listen. I hate Mind Flare just as much as anyone else. They eat my people too, and it's terrible. 
and I want to help you. I will take you to that spot. I will show you where the footprints are, but I just can't go at night when this creature is out there ripping people's heads off and we can't even see it. Fine. In the morning, we will go and figure this out. And then I sit at the bar and I take a shot of whatever's sitting there. Yeah, the barkeep will pour something up. And I'm just stewing. So, MZ, a quick question. Can you actually track this creature? Absolutely. Hmm. So, what are you? Well, I am a ranger. Well, that's more reassuring. And I say that I specialize in tracking and killing mind flares or aberrations. So it wouldn't hurt, right? If we waited maybe 10 more hours and we can just go into danger and kill this creature? When he says wait 10 more hours, I take another shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I go and see, uh, talk to the guards, maybe gather some more information? Definitely. Roll me a investigation. 18 plus 3, 21. Okay, so we're just going to do this in turns. I'm just going to start off with Kelsar, and then I'll go through and see what each of you are doing. So Kelsar, you start walking around this small town, and you come across these farmers that are standing guard on near the outskirts. They're all standing there with weapons that are just farm tools that have been remade into something deadly. And you go up to them, and you start asking them questions like, "This, where was this creature seen? What can it do? Well, howdy! Yeah, so them gerblins, they've been attacking us for, well, a couple days now. And honestly, I i feel like these gerblins are just in between a rock and a hard place. They usually are pretty kind. We just gotta make sure they're not gonna be poisoning the whale and such. As for this creature, it's been a little, uh, but a little strange. People say when they go to fight it, or whatever near it, they think that they can actually hear voices of people that they used to know. Seems like it's related to the creatures we were fighting the other day. Now, I don't like to say this too loudly, but them goblins got themselves a clear-headed leader. His name's Grog, and honestly, I think the only reason he's coming out here and fighting us is because that creature. But the mayor ain't gonna listen. Already tried talking to him, yes sir. Maybe we can take care of the creature and maybe reach some sort of deal with the goblins. Maybe they'll leave you alone, and then you will leave them alone. I think that'd be best. We never bothered them before, and they never bothered us. If anything, they scared things away. So this creature is tied to this chaos that's going on. Far as I know, and now these here little gnomes are saying there's some weird octopus man. I can't handle it. Maybe it's not the Mind Flare either. It's gotta be this creature. Well, that spooky creature was here before that octopus man was. Thank you. What's your name? My name is Kalsar of the Silver Shield. Well, I'm Steve. And he shakes your hand. Thank you, Steve. We'll do whatever we can to end this madness. I thank you. Thank you for your time. He nods to you and he gets back to looking real hard out of the woods. I guess I go on my way. Alright, so now we jump back over to Ronnie. So, Ronnie, you heard that you're now stuck at the bar. Yeah, I'm going to go and see if I can earn us some, uh, some money. See if I can convince the inn owner to pay me to play for all these broken-looking farmers. Gods, yes, we need some entertainment. I will get you up there. Uh, can I roll to rock this place? Yeah, roll me a performance. So, 15? So what kind of song are you playing for them? 
I don't know, like something you'd hear in Reno, like a, a really shitty cover of like a Dean Martin or like a Wayne Newton song or something like that. Well, these people have never heard this before. Then it's my own original tune. Uh, please do not steal. <laughs> <laughs> so as you start laying out this sweet melody, the people start looking up from their drinks. Well, I'll be. You just made something out of wood out of nowhere and it's playing such a beautiful melody. And you're up there and your pompadour is glistening and standing up even though you don't have any hairspray at the moment and your platform shoes are keeping you nice and tall and I guess you're still wearing that sequin jumpsuit, aren't you? Yeah, sequin spandex. You know, I was on TV. I had to look good. People are listening to this and they're talking amongst themselves. I've never seen fancy clothes like that before. Where do you figure he got them from? And Steve comes in, finishing his shift and putting his pitchfork at the wall. Why, I've never seen something so beautiful in my life. Where'd you get them clothes? I made them myself. Did you actually? I can assume so. I have, uh, whatever disguise kit. Oh yeah, I forgot. You're like this perfect disguise artist, Taylor. Okay, so... More and more people are coming into the inn while you're jamming out, and they're just really getting into it. You can tell they needed this. They're getting up there, they're pushing the tables off to the side, and everybody's just getting in and dancing and just having a great time. You actually managed to rack up about 11 silver from these happy farmers, which is quite a bit from them. Is that, like, enough that I can go to that blacksmith and we can buy him burrows and farmer? Ronnie, that was amazing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was really good. Awkward. But good. Never heard that kind of music before. It just really, really touched my heart. It was amazing. MZ, what are you doing while all this is going on? I'm having a few drinks, and I'm sitting there just tapping my nails on the bar, and I'm keeping an eye on these gnomes because these gnomes know where the mind flare is. Yeah, they don't seem to be going anywhere. They went upstairs briefly, they came back down with a couple chests, and seemed to be just sorting through inventory. Yeah, I'm watching them. And if they look at me, I'm like, it's I don't look away. I'm just staring. Roll me a constitution saving throw for sitting there drinking. 18 altogether. Okay, yeah, you're feeling alright. It's kind of helping you relax a little bit, but you're just so damn impatient, you want to get out there right now. Hey, maybe sit side MZ. Hey, what are you drinking, though? Cheap whiskey, I guess. Never tried whiskey before. I'd. I give him my shot. Yeah, thanks. Halsard, you get that sweet, sweet taste of gasoline mixed with a little bit of garbage, and it burns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Oh. Why is that divine? This is... Oh, what do you drink this? Oh, oh, oh my god. I'm sweating. <laughs> oh, that's strong. Oh. The people in the crowd are just enjoying this. They all see Kalsar, this really big tiefling sitting in armor, slam back this whiskey and just start coughing up a lung. And they are just clapping you on the back. Don't you worry, you'll get used to it. <laughs> After he takes his shot, I just say to him, what what happened with you and the white stone? It all feels like it was yesterday. I was greeted by this mysterious cloaked figure. I remember seeing like another world, putting my hand 
into this dimension and feeling this white stone. But it was something that it, I, I could not comprehend this new feeling of warmth and joy. But fortunately, in the end, it ended up and it ended up being my downfall, or myself, and for a lot of people that I cared about, it brought the brought him into this world. This monster, ghoulish one, killed so many of my loved ones, so many dead bodies, twisted and deformed. Yet, when I saw him, the one that caused this, I knew that I had to do everything I can to stop him. If I ever see him. I'll make sure that my face is the last face he ever sees. While this is happening and he's saying all of this, his eyes start glowing a brighter and brighter cyan blue to the point where it looks like flames are licking out of his eyes. I'll never forget him. And I'll never forgive him for what he done. That's how I feel about the mind flares. And then, boom, I take another shot. What's your connection to this white stone? I was hunting mind flares with my friend Zinn and three other companions. They disappeared. Zinn wasn't able to remember, and something horrific happened once we were deep in the tunnels. We were fighting a mind flare, and Zinn got hurt really bad. I tried to counter the mind flare, but it was faster than me. Zinn pulled out this white stone and accepted some deal, sharing his body. Something horrific happened. Zinn changed. He transformed. It wasn't him anymore. It twisted and changed him. He ended up killing me. Did he become a mind flayer in the end? No. I understand your hatred then. I'm sorry about your friend. Oh, what happened? We'll, we'll work together to put an end to this. Take another shot with me. I'll take another shot and then we'll clink our shot classes together. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. Oh, that takes some getting used to. Borodon, while this is happening, what are you doing? It's about, I'd say, 5 o'clock. Good question. Because what I would do is I would just go to the armorsmith. Yeah, you can hear him pretty easy. The hammers are clanging away in the distance. Yeah, but I ain't got no money, which is extremely awkward to a person who is used to royalty. Uh, I'll probably have like some sort of rings, you know, like on my on my hand. Yeah, we'll say you can have your signet ring. Yeah, so it's probably is worth something. Okay, so I'll just go to the blacksmith. I just tell the group, so guys, since you guys are just like wasting money drinking cheap liquor, I'll just go to the to the blacksmith, get me something. You know, since we are going to fight those mind flayers, I'd better be prepared. Okay, so as you step outside, you actually almost bump into Garlics, who just got into town. So I just nod to him. Oh, you heading up, Bordon? Where are you going? I need to buy myself some armor. Seems like we're going to hunt a Mind Flayer. Ah, I see. Do you have any concerns about that? Because I don't know what a Mind Flayer is. I don't really know either. I think that gift guy, Emzy, would know more. Yeah, he seems obsessed with it. Yeah, that makes sense. Iden was telling me that his people were enslaved by those creatures or something. But I have some money for you. We were given a little bit of funds to get you any necessary provisions, like this, for instance. Just give me a second. 
And he starts ruffling through his bag and he comes up with a small coin purse of 25 gold and he hands it over to you. That should give you something. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I'll just spend and I'll just give you the change. Ah, keep it. I was supposed to use it on you guys anyways. Oh, okay. Thank you. So he goes back on inside. So wait, this 25 gold is for all of us or just for me? Because I don't know if I know how to spend. I don't think you ever really went out to buy yourself anything, have you? Exactly, like I have infinite amount of money. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what's going to happen. (laughs) I'm just going to go there and spend a lot of money and I won't care. Okay, so that's what I'll do. Alright, so you start walking away with this thing of gold thinking, I don't know what I'm doing with this. And you get up to the smithy. So it's just on the other side of town, and you follow the clanging to this open area where it's a raised platform. You see a forge and this older man working away at it. His balding head and gray hair show that he must have been doing this for quite a long time, and he looks like he should be past retirement. He is surrounded by different farm implements that have been either turned into tools or in a pile that are waiting to be turned into weapons. And he looks very tired and overworked. Without even glancing your way, he says, Hello, traveler. I'm a little backed up right now, as you can see. Well, I need some armor. Would you have a scale mail? Yeah, I got a few things in the back. Tried to give it to the farmers, but just ends up making them clumsier and they get themselves killed. What can you do for me? I can pay you? Money's not too useful right now. You got magics, you got fighting, what's your thing? Well, I'm a cleric. I'm good at healing, and I'm good, very good at fighting as well. He stops what he's doing and he turns towards you. You are probably the most useful person that has stopped by my shop today. Perfect. There's a lot of hurt people. If you can go see to them and help them, this scale mail's yours. Okay, so that's a deal. There's a lot of them. They're just resting over at the church just over there. And he points to this slightly larger building. It's not much bigger than the rest of the houses in the area, but stands out a bit. So do I recognize the symbol? Make me a religion check. Five. So I start drooling. You have no idea who this weird non-dwarven god is. Okay, so I just go there. So you walk over and enter into this small church, and you see there are a lot of sick and wounded farmers. A lot of them are covered in these large gashes and claw marks, and they're laying there moaning. And you see this young lady, she's wearing these priestly garments of the same church order, and she's running back and forth looking exhausted and frazzled. She looks up at you. Um, I'm a little busy right now. Is, is there more wounded? What's the matter? I'm... No, I'm just here to help you. Oh, bless Shantia. Okay, go work over there. And she points you towards a group of men, and they look like they have a number of slash marks across them, and one man just lost his leg. Okay, so I'll just go to this guy who just lost his leg, and I can use healing magic, but I I think I'll try medicine first. You know, like, stop the bleeding, because if he doesn't have both legs, he's probably bleeding to his death. Yeah, it looks like the bleeding has stopped somewhat, but just due to the time constraints and her being the only person here, it's a very field medic job. Okay, so first I'll just try using medicine. Sure. Roll with advantage since there's already been some work done to this. So 7 and 16. 
Yes. Nice. So you get in there and you start removing the cloth that's been wrapped around this and you clean off the wounds once more. You you then heat up a knife and you start cauterizing all the open areas that blood is flowing out of and then redress it, wrap it back up and just set it back down. Okay. So, and while I'm doing that, I'm also making like a prayer, just praying for his good recovery. Do you use any of your healing magic while you're here? If I mess up with medicine, probably. Okay, so make me two more medicine rolls, and we'll say that's what you're going to be doing for a lot of the evening, just triaging wounds and helping. Okay, so six and twelve. Both of those would be with advantage. Well, okay, so twelve, twelve. You do a good job helping out and redressing wounds, and you finally get to sit down after a while with the cleric, and she turns towards you. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Oh, where are my manners? I'm Sam. I'm the Cleric of Shantia here. Pardon. A pleasure. I'm a Cleric of Dumathoin. Wait, let's actually see if she knows who this is. And she does. Oh, cool. Wow, I didn't think there'd be people from your order this far out. We're quite a ways away from some mountains. Yes. Wait, how do you know us? Well, I mean, there was training. My predecessor, he showed me a lot of the different races' pantheons, especially the ones in the area. Oh, I see. Yeah, what's the name? I mean, I'm not asking her, I'm asking you, Lucas. What's the name of her god again? Shantia. It is a goddess of farming, agriculture, nature, and things along those lines. Okay, so it's Sam's god. Okay, 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 okay. So I tell her, I'll never heard of Shantia, actually, sorry. Oh, are you from around here? No, I'm from another world, it seems. So I show her, like, my hand with the crazy symbol and the tendrils and stuff. Have you ever seen this? No, um, is it like some sort of tattoo? And what's with your arms? First, it's uh, not a tattoo. It seems like I got it as a gift before I got killed. Well, and my arms, they are... I'm from royalty. Back in my kingdom, we used to dip our arms into this magic alloy. And yeah, we are sort of divided by castes there. Oh. Everybody was like pretty happy, but we still showed our cast. Make an insight check. Okay. She will try to rip off my arms. 21. You can tell she's not really buying your story because you just sat down beside her and went, yeah, well, you know, I'm a dwarf from another world. Also, I'm a prince and I got magical golden arms. Well, I, mean, I, I don't really care if she, like, if she thinks. She just slowly nods her head like, oh, that's cool. Okay, so I roll persuasion, which is also something else that I got high. 23. So you managed to bring her around with some facts and figures, and she just says, Well, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I guess it's not as crazy as uh, an invisible monster running around and cutting people's heads off, and suddenly this mind flare showing up, and they're only supposed to live underground. But, well, hey, but feel free to stay if you want, or keep working. I'm just really wiped out. I need to get some rest. Okay, I can do that. I'll just help these people. 
Alright, Bordon, so that's probably going to be what you're doing for the rest of this evening, is just cleaning up and getting yourself situated. For the rest of you guys, what are you doing over at the tavern? Uh, like, what time is it? It's about 7 or 8 o'clock. Uh, I'm going over for smoke. I'm starting to feel the whiskey a little bit. Yeah, why don't you mm. go ahead and roll a constitution saving throw? Ah, uh, shit. Seven. Oh, uh, wow, this, this, where the drink is, uh, I never drank the, the drinking thing before. Something, something to do. MZ, are you still drinking? And Ronnie, would you have started? Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking with Kelsar. As we're, uh, as we're drinking, I'm just going on and on and on about how uh, the Mind Flayers enslaved us and then we broke free and just telling them everything of my people's past and just constantly going on about Mind Flayers and it's just to the point where maybe he, even if he is drunk, I don't know, maybe he can tell that it's an obsession. Those Mind Flayers, they sound like bad guys. And they don't... I don't know if I like them or not. But you know what? I... I... I like... I think I like you now. Like you! And I think... <laughs> we could be friends. <laughs> I fall off my table. <laughs> and just, you know, like, we have to watch the gnomes right now. The gnomes know where the mind flare was, and they may know where it is now. We have to keep an eye on them. Dubs, don't the dumb gnomes? And I look back over at those gnomes. Yeah, they're still there, but they glance at you every so often and then quickly talk to each other and look back down because you've just been staring so intensely at them all evening. I'm on the floor. I'm like, hi, dogs. Um, hi. Hey, I'm I'm enjoying this this funny drink you guys have. They quickly go back to speaking gnomish. Ronnie, while you're outside, I guess you have a lighter on you? I assume if there's some kind of torches around lighting up the front of the inn. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, I assume you have a big lighter or something slipped into the pack, but that works. I just have to go off the, la- go off the land. <laughs> you turn on the toaster and just shove it in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So you're out there with your cigarette just puffing away, and you look over, and there's a few other people with their pipes doing the same thing. And one of the men look over at you. What's that there thing you got there, Sparkler Man? It's uh fancier one of what you got over there. I'll trade you. Hmm. Give me one of them fancy things and uh I'll give you some of this tobacco. Alright. So he hands you some tobacco that you figure you can make some rollies out of this. And then he lights up the cigarette and takes a big drag. Oh oh no, this ain't good. <coughs> I feel like I would invest all my money from an addiction into this and just keep on going. I'm going to try and uh, persuade him to buy another one for a silver piece. All right, roll it. 14. Okay. So he looks at you for a moment and says, All right, you got that silver tongue. I'll give you my money. So just as he's placing that silver coin in your hand and he's about to take the cigarette away from you, suddenly his throat is ripped open. Blood splatters all over your surprised face, your pompadour, and your sequin jumpsuit. 
his head topples off of his body as his body just collapses there and people start screaming. The claws smash into the window and claw the side of the inn. As everybody starts saying, the monster's here, it's here, run! And everybody starts running for a door. I need initiative checks. Seven. Six. Uh, eight. Uh, yeah, I got six as well. Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> Tell <him a> smoke. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm a dwarf. <laughs> Seems to be, like, the, the only excuse that I have. You sure you can't see that high? Oh, sure, Alberto. Play that race card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Ronnie. What's your AC? Okay, so 13. Ronnie, the blood splattering on you and the farmer's head falling off his shoulders just left you in almost a state of shock. And you just catch out of the corner of your eyes this shimmer, something that's not quite fitting in with the rest of it. And you manage to lean back just in time as this claw comes in and it smashes the rest of the window and breaks down into the boards on the side of the inn. Ronnie, you see people running into the church, running into the blacksmith shop, running into the mayor's house. Everybody is fleeing as fast as they can. And some other people are running back into the inn. And the people from the inn, from where you are, Kalsar and Emzi, you see this glass shatter inwards and you hear this scrape against the wall. Bar fight? Make a perception. (laughs) 14 altogether. You see that the glass has shattered inward. I'll, uh walk over there and look out the window when you walk over to the window you look outside and you see a surprise looking Ronnie with blood splattered on his face and a farmer's body on the ground with the head a few feet away from it oh shit swords out okay I think that'll be your turn you'll just be at that window yeah Kelsar it's your go you are on the floor drunk you heard the glass shatter and you heard Enzi draw his blades oh what's what's with all the noise uh Oh man, I just I stand up and I draw my sword. There's someone dead out here. Yeah, that guy's head's supposed to be attached to his body, that's not good. Kelsar, while you're drunk in combat, you are currently at disadvantage. So that works the same as advantage, you roll two dice. Instead, this time though, you take the lower one. Okay. Do you do anything else other than walk up and look out the window? Well, the monster's invisible. I'm trying to figure out how we can see it. Can I do like a perception check or an insight check maybe sure 18 even with all this liquor in your brain you're still able to recall the teachings from your masters they had you memorize numerous different kinds of creatures and how to fight them you remember when there's specifically one kind of creature that was invisible they were teaching you their form is just filtering the light around them what you need to do is throw something on them and their form should not be able to filter this new material Okay, so I'm gonna see or grabbing a torch and throwing it towards where that was. Yeah, you can grab a candle or something off one of the tables. There's no torches in the inside, just the outside, as well as the hearth fire. So I'm gonna grab that, and I'm gonna throw it at source. Okay, roll with disadvantage. Ah, five. So you take a deep breath and you throw this candle, but it just slaps against the wall and goes out. So from Kelsar's amazing throw, Ronnie and Borodon, who has the higher dexterity modifier? Minus plus one. Yeah, minus plus two. Alright, so Ronnie, you go first. So what's near me? What can I actually, like, get to? You're just outside the tavern right now. 
you see just a slightly a bit away from you there is a larger house it looks a little fancier than the rest you see the blacksmith's place just a little bit further there's a lot of small houses in this area and you see the church just a bit away from the blacksmith that you know that Bordon's working at so you should go and get Bordon. so you run to the church yeah you probably need him to help heal stuff so you start running and you hear the whoosh of the claw swing behind you and suddenly you feel it rake across your back as you take five points of damage as this newly formed wound just appears. You two who are watching from inside the tavern, you see as Ronnie just turns tail and starts running and this claw mark just opens up on his back. Oh shit. Ronnie, you start running towards the church and you make it to the front door and start banging and trying to open it up. Bordon, you're hearing that pounding on the door. Someone's trying to open it up. I'll probably, like, I, I could probably hear all the screaming and everything outside, right? Yeah, you and Sam were sitting there and she was just telling you that she was going to go lie down and rest when all this happened. Okay, so I just, I just get to the door and open it. You open up the door and it's Ronnie there and he looks very distraught with blood splattered on his face and clothes. What happened to you? Did, did you guys get into a bar fight? No, yeah, I've been before. Some thing just came out of a portal and started attacking. Need your help. Yeah, sure. Let's go. So, but before I just heal him, I use a uh, healing, healing magic. magic. You are healed for seven. Hey. So that wound is gone, and you feel great. So let's go. Do, 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 do. So back at the tavern, you guys are looking out that window, and everything's silent. And one of the bar patrons comes up to you with a pitchfork in his hands. What the hell happened out there? You boys see anything? No. My friend ran away and some claw marks appeared on his back. Hope that monster out there. But don't worry, boys. In this bar, we should be perfectly safe. And he says this, and you expect his face to just explode because that's how the universe works. But behind you, the barkeep just screams out as suddenly his throat is ripped open and blood just pours all over the bar. The barkeeper tries to hold on to their throat as they start slipping on their own blood and falling onto the ground gurgling. Everyone, everyone, I, I have with my those headaches with pictures. An idea. With my training, enemies invisible. They, they're outside light sources. So we get to the... We use the outside light source. Throw shiny things at it. And then we'll... We see it. Are there any drinks around us on the table? There are tons of drinks. I'll grab a drink and I'll just spray it. Like I'll, you know, try to throw it everywhere. Okay, roll me a ranged attack. See if uh, liquid droplets kind of stick to something. Got an 18 on the dice. So you start picking up drink after drink, just tossing them all over the bar, hoping to hit this thing. And eventually one of them does, and it splashes on it right near the bar, and you see the liquid drip down. You can't really make out a lot of this creature's form, but you can tell it has very long limbs, and the water drips down, and it ends in these large claws, and the liquid drips down further, and it ends at their feet that end in large claws. And you hear this hiss as this creature slowly turns towards you, and then it bolts towards the door. Do we get an attack of opportunity if we're by the door? Because we're by that window that's like right there, right? Yeah, I'll give both you and Kalsar attack of opportunity on it. 
Uh, 18 altogether. That is a hit. 14. Yeah. Uh, uh. 14 is a miss. I did uh, 7 points of damage. MZ, you feel your blade connect with this creature as it slices on through its side, and you hear this screech. And it tries to move away from your blade and starts running towards the door. Everybody in the inn is panicking and looking around. The dwarf has pulled out his war axe and is trying to find this creature you cannot see. And the door suddenly bursts open and this creature just runs straight out. Should we chase after it? And at this time, Ronnie and Bordon, you make it to the inn as the door flies open. We're now out of initiative. It's gone? You're not sure. You can't see it, at least. You saw the door fly open, and that was that. I guess we could gather outside the inn. So, what the hell happened here? I don't know. Ronnie was outside, and shit just started happening. Yeah, someone just burst out of this guy's throat and started slashing everything. Seems bad. <laughs> Seriously bad. So, why couldn't you guys see it? Are you guys just too drunk to see a very fast creature or something? It was invisible or something. Ah. Hey, Borodon. You don't know me, but I still love you. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll just <laughs> hold his love right here. But let me see if I can cure you. So, could I cure him? Healing magic will instantly sober him up. Maybe I have like a, a... Oh no, I have Sacred Flame, Guidance, and Thaumaturgy. Okay, so I'll just heal him. A little bit of positive energy flowing through you. You feel the effects of the healing magic bringing you back to the world of sobriety. And you feel good. You don't feel any negative effects of a hangover. Okay. Oh, man. What what happened? Uh... Stuff. Stuff happened. Oh, uh, the monster. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm never drinking that stuff again. That's what we all say. Can I roll perception to see if if I feel the monster? Seven. Yeah, you don't see anything that stands out. But as you guys are standing there in front of the inn, Steve comes out and comes to talk to you. Well, boys, I guess now you've met the monster. Ain't no fairy tale, is it? <laughs> Who throws a candle? Oh, Kelsa, you crack me up with your mind things. Well, travelers, I hope you enjoyed today's tale. We got to see them work together to try to bring down an enemy. Well, two of them at least, and the other two just kind of hung out in another place, but you know, it was good seeing some teamwork, because you know, the gnomes know, as MZ says, I hope you'll come back and join me in another two weeks' time, where the hunt shall continue for this invisible foe. Join me on Twitter in the Nethersphere at Ballad7Dice, and find me on Facebook, or leave me one of those iTunes reviews that all the kids are talking about these days. I look forward to seeing you again, travelers. I bid you adieu.